Good evening, my little teacups. Welcome back to another pre-recorded episode of Evening Tea with Me. Before we get started, I would like to give you a tiny little disclaimer. I deleted the first recording of this episode. I'm so dumb. God, I'm so stupid. Anyways, this is technically the episode where I talk about my new book and the short novel that I will be doing because I don't know what else to do while I'm still here waiting for my flight to deployment. Um, so this book is based on heartbreak and trying to come back from it. Basically, the characters that I have put into here are based on real people. One of the characters is based on me and it describes what I wanted to do before I came to the Navy and why I've decided to pick the titles that I've come up with my character because I used to read a lot of fantasy books and this is the type of shit that comes into my mind and I'll also be reading the the words that I will be using within chapters I don't know how many chapters I'm doing this for and I don't know how many pages I will be doing for each chapter but until then I'm still stuck on chapter fucking one god kill myself my god so regressions of a ghost is basically two individual souls a witch who is very young uh, ethereal and a strong naval sailor who has sailed through the harshest waters um connect with each other through their dreams basically not their fantasies i might change that um and bargain to keep their lives intact or succumb to the shattering of their hearts due to heartbreak. Oh, and then they die due to heartbreak because they have found no purpose to live on with their lives. Um, they need to find a reason to move on before it becomes too much to bear. Um, I'm going to change this word to dreams. Actually, I might change it to dream bubbles. Perfect. Anyways, so the character descriptions are basically what um what each character is based off of and why. Um, for this purpose, I will not be disclosing the friend I'm writing the book with, just to keep his identity a mystery. Let me charge my phone real quick before I become an even bigger dumbass. Okay, so we're going to start with the witches, the warlocks, and the sirens. Yes, there is a siren in here, but I need to come up with a song that, you know, <laughs> I'll have to look on TikTok for that shit. Anyways, Lorena May is basically me, a primary protagonist of this book. She is the young ethereal witch, or the wisp of the forest's wind, and the Witch of the Swaying Willows. She is lovely, kind-hearted, and considered a kindred spirit through her superiors, timid and quiet. Basically, me. <laughs> the, the soft side of me, not the crackhead side of me. She studies the fermentation of flowers and their medicinal uh, properties. She specializes in medicinal cooking and healing remedies to help those in need. Basically, I wanted to become a doctor before I came here, but I knew damn well I didn't have the money or fucking college experience for that shit. 
I only had an internship at a biomedical research institute, and that paid me so good, but it didn't provide me as much experience as I would would like to. But you know, that's me. Um, I also wanted to be a gynecologist, but you know, I'm still in the fucking navy. Uh, she is easily frightened of those who show signs of danger or cruel intent. Basically, me being on watch. She will defend herself with a gun, which I cannot hold for the life of me. If need be. Her heart aches for the lost and the shattered emotions of her previous relationship. Listen, my relationships don't end well. Um, when I came here, I had really deep and emotional feelings for a person that I have grown close to while I was at A school. And at that time, I thought for a second that those feelings were returned to me genuinely. I was fucking wrong. And the day I arrived to TPU, I was happy. I had him on my phone. I was talking with him. I was texting him. I was asking how he was doing like a normal fucking person but also a really close friend but at the same time it felt like he was becoming more and more distant with me and i've come to wonder why is he being so distant with me then the next day i asked him do you just not love me anymore and he said yeah sorry and it broke my entire spirit I sat on the floor for approximately eight hours crying and heaving and wheezing and hyperventilating because all the stuff that I told him, I would never tell to anybody else unless I was close with them. And I have two friends that are subs. He's a sub. I fucking, God damn it. Those two sub friends that I have, I've grown really, really close with. And they have supported me and gotten me through all of the crazy shit that I have planned to do. It drove me to a point where I needed to harm myself to make sure that I felt better within myself, which was not the issue and it was not the solution either. Um, but so far I have gotten medical attention. I've gotten medical help. I've gotten therapy and I'm fine now. Um, it drove me to a point where that man ain't shit. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. The feelings that I had for this man were so intense that it drove me to... Sorry for anybody who are deeply queasy about the fact that people self-harm themselves. I self-harmed myself. Because it got to that point in my life where feeling pain physically was the only stress reliever that I had at that point. And I'm not going to add self-harm to this book only because it, it's meant to be like aesthetic, ethereal, like a love story. But bringing up to the fact that um, I needed to take this ball of emotions slowly up to a point where I can love somebody again. But first, I need to love myself before I put love into someone else. Basically, that's what the moral of this is. I need to make sure that I trust myself before I trust someone else. And trust is very important, especially when it comes to a relationship. Um, so, along with that, um, 
the lost and shattered emotions are basically what I felt the day after um, I landed in San Diego. Um, and then him telling me, yeah, sorry, I don't love you anymore. But he told me that he loved me before I boarded my plane. So that's a little fucking stupid. I'm fine. June Alora is the secondary character that we have, which is based on one of my roommates. And she's in ROM right now, which pisses me off because I want her here and I miss her. God damn it, man. Um, so Lorena and June have been really close best friends since they experienced dream world together. Like their dreams connected somehow. Her titles, um, are her drive to a better future with Lorena, the mage of heart and the maid of space, meaning that she can take space and time and not alter it and change whatever she wants. With the mage of heart, she's able to seal her heart in like a wave of her own feelings before she lets it out to other people. That happens when she's around Lorena. Basically, she just keeps certain feelings in while she lets a persona out. But, yeah. She's the most understanding towards Lorena. She's kind, sweet when talking about her own issues. And she longs for the love of another man who who's, who has a golden heart and a crystal mind. Basically, crystal mind meaning, like, he's so open to... Everything that goes on with him, he just wants to let it out. That's why it's, like, so clear. Like, you can see him clearly. A golden heart, he is so pure. <laughs> he puts others before he puts himself. You know? That type of vibe. She studies the studies of gem Like, she studies gems and crystals and birds. Because she's so into nature, but she's so into, like... Uh, caves and um, geodes, you know, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, that's based on my roommate. Calliope Lara is based on my friend before I left the Navy. Oh, left for the Navy. She's a Marine right now with her boyfriend, um, who is also a character in here. Um, she... And I have been friends for a really long time. She has told me that she will never stop supporting me. She will keep motivating me as best as she can as long as she's not in deployment. She's in deployment right now, and I'm really mad because I miss her. Um, but Calliope Lara is our other secondary character. She is a siren. She's not a witch, which she was totally okay with. I talked to her about the book, and she's like, I want to be a siren. I want to little change of pace and so I'm like all right great <laughs> so she's the siren of light uh, she uses the sun's rays to guide everything around her to a certain direction like she controls that shit with her voice and it's so fucking amazing and the maid of time she can like slow down everything around her like she's freezing time but with her voice it's fucking amazing. I have a feeling it's raining outside, but I feel like it's not, and I'm just tripping. Hold on. Let me... Let me check. 
No, we're good. It's just cloudy as fuck outside. Um, okay. So, so, Calliope and Lorena went to the same mage academy together, like, where they do magic. But they drifted apart right afterwards. They began to keep in touch after her mother died. Or, yeah, uh, Calliope's mother died. And she contracted a tar virus soon after. And her mother carried, it was the first source of the tar virus. But after, um, after she died, it was passed on to, um, to Calliope. Which also doesn't make sense in our books, but you know, it's something. There is a cure to it, but it will be revealed within the chapters of the book. Um, she reached out to Lorena for any remedy that can help control the spread of it. So they've been in contact ever since. Lara studies fishes and butterflies. Um, so yeah, you can probably tell that she really l loves fish. <laughs> She's a siren, bruh. Um, butterflies, um, some of them can be a sign of death. Some of them can be a way of life. Okay, um, Uro Demir is her boyfriend, basically, but, uh, Uro Demir and Calliope don't have a romantic affiliation until maybe chapter three or five. Um, he is the last secondary character that we have, um, in the Witches, Warlocks, and Sirens section, um, he is the seer of light. Any light that catches his eye, he will be like, oh, let's go over there and investigate. Because he's that type of stupid ass. He is the mage of time. He has the same abilities as the maid of time, so get that through y'all's head. Lorena helped him gain the confidence to put his powers into good use. He was blinded as a child, but his senses has amplified as he matured. Um... I said matures. Sorry. He sparked an alliance with the opposing witches, uh, meaning that he was a warlock of a little coven, but since his coven died, he thought that he would make an alliance with Lorena, Calliope, and June. Because why the fuck not? Empowering women witches, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Revital and he revitalized the forest with his light, meaning that he has light magic and he's blind, so it makes him even cooler. He stayed close friends with Lorena, June, and Calliope. He studies eyes and disasters, meaning that with disasters, he can spot any natural disaster that comes their way and he knows how to control that. Or how to, you know, subdue that shit. On to the military personnel. We have CSS, uh, yeah, CSSS2, um, which is a petty officer second class. Sorry, there's hair all over my computer. So CSSS2, Felix Crocker. Now, I've changed this name multiple times because my roommate and I were talking about it, 
And she's like, he could have picked the worst name out of all the names. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. He picked this name. Meaning my friend, this is my friend. This is his character. I had to change it because she literally was like, oh, no, I can't even read the book without cringing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. So I changed it. So Felix Crocker is our secondary protagonist. He is a submarine sailor who just arrived to the Wisteria port on the east side of Maine. Yes, this is where some of it takes place. He settles down and builds a campsite nearby with his ally, which he met on deployment, Private Samuel Vantis. He's only goofy when he's around people that he associates with. Otherwise, he's got a resting bitch face with strangers or people he disassociated with, meaning he disassociated himself with people who went on deployment with him, meaning every single one of those sailors that was in the submarine. I don't know why, but he told me that shit. Um, he tries to relieve his aching heart of his previous relationship with hard alcohol and cigarettes. Wow, this reminds me of someone I know. <coughs> Gardner. <coughs> um, so this is 91B, Private Samuel Ventes. This is the ally, and he's our last secondary character for now, because I might add new characters, who knows. Um... He's an ally and a good friend of CSSS2. Um, he's a grease monkey, or in other words, he is a wheeled vehicle mechanic. I had to Google this, by the way. I'm not affiliated with any terminology the army has. So, ugh, this was the hardest thing to do for me. I literally had to Google fucking everything. Like, what's this? What's a wheeled mechanic? Or, like, a wheel vehicle mechanic. And I literally had to Google what that shit was. I, I don't know that shit. I'm in the Navy. Um, he settled onto a campsite with his buddy Crockpot. See, this is why I changed it. Because being a CS, you gotta cook for everybody. <laughs> I had to come up with a last name where the last name could be something affiliated with this person's rate. Crockpot was the best part of this whole thing. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. Um, he tries to aid his friend in finding someone who genuinely acknowledges his existence and takes care of him. Wow, wonder who that could be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, we're going to read what I have so far for chapter one. And chapter one's going to be really, really long. Because I do want to put, like, everything into this. Some events in the first chapter might seem a little bit long. Only because I just feel like um, that information needs to be, like, explained. So this is Regressions of a Ghost, Chapter 1. Hariath of the Willows. And before you... Kill me. Hariath is a deep longing for a home you cannot return to, a homesickness or nostalgia. So I will be like, sorry, hold on. I'm going to cross this word out because I already used it. Uh, 
How the fuck do I do that? Sorry, hold on. Uh, aha, right here. Bitch. Sorry. Okay, so... Okay, anyways. So, sorry, I had to edit. <sighs> this hurt. Okay, Hariath of the Willows. And I've already told y'all what Hariath means, so shut up. Okay. There was a moment in life where times were as simple as day, where wild game roamed freely, where the droplets of water trickled down the stems of plants and the rays of sun glistened upon its surface, where the wind whistled through the wilting branches of the willows, where the birds chirped happily to one another. Beyond the forest, there emerges a young independent witch with extraordinary powers. She places a jar. Oh, sorry. She places jars of flowers around her, pouring the waters of the isle inside them. The witch chimes into a deep bellowing hum of the weeping willows. A soft but sweet tune escapes her as it fills the forest with a warm ambience. I literally had to, okay. With ambience or the warm ambience, I had to Google what the synonym for vibe was. God, I'm so dumb, man. It's okay. It's okay. We're fine. Suddenly, a scintillating wave of light floated downwards into the witch's hands, gifting her with its endless properties and dispersed into each of the individual jars. Children of light, guide me. Light thy fire within. The witch whispers the incantation beneath her breath. The witch breathes a sharp sigh, wiping the sweat off of her forehead. God, why did this process have to take so much effort? The witch smiled to herself, levitating the jars beside her and taking them into her sycamore tree. Now, I had to Google what the biggest fucking tree was, and I wanted to do... A weeping willow tree but the trunk of it was so narrow and like stiff I could not I was gonna do a giant oak tree but I felt like that was too basic and I also want to do a giant rainbow like eucalyptus tree but I also didn't because I felt like those trees have been used too much so I said sycamore tree sorry getting coffee Fabry break. Vibes. Okay. Okay. Out of nowhere, the witch is startled by her closest friend. Juniper, my god! June laughs in excitement. You're too tense, Lori. Lighten up. It's a beautiful day. Let's go out and explore. I found this jump site right next to the aisle. And it's absolutely fantastic. This witch was a gemologist, channeling her energies through crystals and gemstones. She's quite passionate about it. The entirety of it. But Lorena had other plans. I rather stay home and ferment my flowers for medicine. You never know when you'll fall off a tree branch and contract a deep laceration again. She smirks devilishly at her friend. Hey, that was one time. I'm more careful nowadays. I haven't fallen... I've fallen off any more trees since I fell the first time. 
They both laughed. June insisted that Lorena join her into exploring the gem site. There could be many varieties of necrotic grasses, fungal mycelium, and maybe extraordinary flowers waiting to be plucked. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Ah! You could say that it was enough to convince Lorena. Stupidly, she sighs. Fine, he had me at flowers. Smiling, she fashions herself a comfortable outfit woven from the smoothest silk from a spider's abdomen through a white stag's uh, antlers. She has woven a clover flower crown through the braids of her dark brown hair. Smiling once more, she grabs her satchel and drapes it over her left shoulder. Lorena walks downstairs and is greeted by June once more. Ready to go? After thinking on the idea, Lorena nods and walks l with linked arms with her dearest friend. Now that's the second paragraph, by the way. Um, the third paragraph I'm still working on at this moment. I don't know whether or not I should continue just like this because it's really fucking long. Or should I, I'm going to probably continue it tomorrow because it is 10 o'clock. Sorry, it is 10.21, the minute I am writing this, or recording this at least. Um, I will read the words that I will be using for future chapters, just in case, because y'all will probably ask on my social media. I'm going to kick all of you. Um, as the morning sun glides across the clear blue sky, Lorena explores the outer shell of the gem's cave as June excavates the cave's riches. The cool breeze whips through her hair calmly, but suddenly comes to a complete halt. Fearfully, Lorena whips her head around as the sound of rustling gradually gets louder. June, please help. She squeaked, though it was not loud enough for her to hear. As the wind drowns her voice out, Lorena extends her arms in front of her as... She was getting ready to attack whatever was rustling through the shrubs. Emerging behind the juniper trees was a man. He seemed to have dressed in shadows of the magpies. Magpies are black, or like really dark jet black, with like a glistening top. If you don't know what a magpie is, fucking Google it. <laughs> and a white headpiece that covers the top of his head without messing up his hair. Basically, this man is in dress blues. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't want him to be, like, in camo uniform because right now it's, like, an ethereal background where there's, like, a pond where the aisle is. Like, everything's, like, glistening in the sun and then everything beneath the trees and, like, the tree canopies, everything is, like, shrouded in, like, a very sheer shadow. And... With that, I was either debating on whether or not I should put this man in dress whites or dress blues. So I put dress blues. <laughs> because why not? I could describe somebody dressed in black more than I can dress in white. Because I can't think of anything that's white. Aside from coconut meat. Anyways. So the words that I will be using in future chapters since I've already used one, uh, which is Hariath. The other words are reprieve. To cancel or to postpone the punishment of someone, especially someone who was condemned to death. <coughs> I will probably use that in a sentence if I can. 
because that is a deep one. Crone, an old woman who is thin and ugly, most likely an elder. <laughs> uh, scintillating, shining or sparkling brightly, meaning I was using that word as like a singular word without putting something in front of it. Yeah, I'm dumb. It was supposed to be like an adjective, but it was not describing anything right now. And I was like, oh, shit, I need something to describe it. So I said wave because that was the only thing that popped into my head right now. Um, and again, Harayeth, but I already crossed it out. It is a deep longing for a home that you cannot return to, homesickness or nostalgia. Eldridge or, yeah, Eldridge. Weird, sinister, ghostly. And or ghostly. Whatever. Harrowing. Acutely distressing. Unmoored. Confused. Insecure. Or lacking contact with reality. Behest. Or behest. Whatever the fuck you want to pronounce that. A person's orders or command. And that is it so far. The book that I will probably be writing later, maybe, yeah, later, um, would probably be the one I recorded, um, in my previous episode where I was reading two sentence horror stories and no sleep. Um, there is a story in there that, um, oh shit, sorry, hold on. Yeah, there's a story in there where I, um, I read before. It's called, uh, what was it called? The Entries. And it's based on this guy, um, named Chris McDonald. And I wrote it in boot camp because I really wanted to write a book on it. Sorry, brain fart. I'm not here today. Um, but yeah, so it's basically what happened to this guy and where is he and have I seen him before? You know, that type of thing. Um, it's based on me being a crazed person, a crazed, like, forensic scientist who just lost her job and wants to do something with her life. So this is what the fuck she's doing. Um, she's doing it with a bunch of other people who will, you know, aid in her curiosity, but in a good way, you know, you know, yeah, um, yeah, so it's going to be called What Happened to Chris McDonald, and if you bash on me for saying his name, I'm sorry. Um, yes, his last name is McDonald, okay? This is going to be like a short novel. Like, it's going to be really relatively short. Like, um, I'm going to do the outline probably real quick because, you know, it's just me. But... On that note, that is the regressions of a ghost. I will continue that and probably update more on it. Um, probably tomorrow or the next day. 
in that case, thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye!